So here, here's the thing. Here's what we're going to be talking about over the next few uh, little while is this word. We're going to talk about this word for several weeks and how it can impact your whole life. Okay? Listen. Intimacy. Intimacy. Listen. Intimacy. Okay? That's the word that we're going to be talking about. And we're going to look at the definition of intimacy, but there's a, 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 a great misunderstanding on what that word means. So anybody want to give me a definition, your best guess of what intimacy means? What? Intimacy. What does it mean? Intimate. What does that mean? Huh? Close and vulnerable? Anybody else want to answer? Let me let me tell you a story. So the a lot of people in the world don't know how to define intimacy other than one way. I was teaching a lesson kind of like this to a group of youth at a different church, and I was telling the youth that they need to have intimacy in their lives. And an adult that was in the group stood up and started like almost yelling like Carson whoa 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 you can't say that I'm like what you can't they're like no these kids don't need to be having sex not yet and they're like and that's the point I want you to to understand a lot of the world a lot of people church or not take this word intimacy and they just tie it to sex and that's it that's limits that is just here, let's do this. Look at this. Look at the screen. Look at the screen. Why your faces go from red to white. All right. Hey, bring it in. Bring it in. These are definitions of intimacy. Okay? Look at it. The first one says close or warm friendship or understanding. Personal relationship, okay? Second one says a close, familiar, and usually affectionate or loving personal relationship with another person or group. All right? Third one, marked by a very close association, contact, or familiarity. Fourth one, marked by a warm friendship developing through long association. Fifth one, a, a, a close association with or detailed knowledge or deep understanding of a personal place, subject, period, or history. Okay, last one, a euphemism for sexual relations. Here's my question for you. What do you see similar throughout these definitions? Close, people, relationships. Let me help you out. There's, in all of these definitions, because I just, I just did that, all these definitions are highlighting some part of intimacy so which one stands out? Which one's different? The last one. And that's the point I want to make to start with, is this word intimacy is more about all of that, the yellow highlighted words, than the last thing. Um, but, but there's something important about that last one. You know, the way God created marriage, the way he created sex to be for marriage I know, you're going to get embarrassed every time I say it. You'll get used to it. But the way God created marriage to be, you know, Genesis had a good point earlier because when a lot of people think of marriage, they think of destruction because we've lost sight of what marriage is all about. 
We've lost sight of what intimacy is all about. We think it's this last, a lot of people think it's the last definition. And so they miss out on everything else. But marriage, you know, sex inside of marriage, the, the, the point where, where you are just, man, before your, your, your spouse, nothing to hide. That's kind of, and, and, and unashamed is a picture of intimacy within a marriage, within sex, Okay. But there's intimacy that you can experience in every relationship of your life. And when I say relationship, that's also another word that's misdefined. When I say relationship, a lot of people just think of dating relationships. No, a relationship is your family, your friends, your, your, your uh, uh, mentors, people that pour into you. Dating relationships, marriages as well, um, all sorts of different ways that you can be in a kind of connection with another person. And the goal, and here, let's do this. Um, grab, grab your Bibles. They're behind you or next to you or something. And if you're missing one, somebody pass them one. But they're in the back of your chair, usually. Genesis 2. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. What page number is that on, Braden? doesn't have one. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. Um, yeah, we'll do this, and then I'll let you pass these out, Victory. Don't let me forget. All right, so I want to read this, and then I want to define. Uh, Stormy, can you just add through the end of the chapter? I don't know what verse that. What's the last verse in Genesis 2? 25. Because I only have 18. So, all right, um. If you can just add all of that in real quick, or just a net. But we're going to start in Genesis 2, um, starting with verse 4, I believe. All right, so follow me. Or follow in your, in, this is an account of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the heaven and the earth. Now, no shrub of the field was, you know, there yet. There was no plants. There's no trees. Um, God hadn't sent rain on the earth, and there was no man to cultivate the ground. But a mist used to rise up from the earth, water to, to water the whole surface of the ground. And then the Lord God formed man from the dust, from the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. The Lord planted a garden in the east, in Eden, and he placed the man who he had formed. And lots of trees grew up. You know, the tree of life was also in there, also the tree of knowledge of good and evil. There was a river flowing out of Eden. It divided, became four four rivers. Up, oh, up, oh, up. Oh. Uh, I got lost. Sorry. One second. Um, and then the rivers have a bunch of names, and it keeps going. Verse fourteen. More names of the rivers. Um, and then the Lord God commanded the man, saying, "From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat that one, because in the day that you eat that one, you will die." 
Then the Lord said, it's not good, verse 17, verse 18, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the field, every bird of the sky, and brought them to, and he, yeah, he didn't like animals. Um, the man gave names to all the animals, which is great. But the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs, closed up that place, um, and the Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother, be joined with his wife. They shall become one flesh. And the man and the wife were both naked, and they were not ashamed. All right, so go back real quick. Verse 18. We're talking about intimacy, okay? We were created for intimacy. God looked down and he's like, look, it's not good that this man's alone. Victor, you're supposed to remind me. Uh, why don't you all run to Stormy and grab the fins? They're over here on that table, actually, John, right next to Stormy. Yep, yep, yep. And if you want, you can fill in some of this as we talk here. But God looked down, he saw a human being, and he saw them alone, and he said, that's not right. It's not supposed to be that way. Created a woman, they got married, lived happily ever after, at least for a chapter. So, here's the, here's the thing. We, we saw some definitions on intimacy, but I want to give you a different one, Okay. Don't write anything down yet, but intimate relationships are those who truly understand us. They get us. They, they know us. You know, even if they don't agree with us, their, their warmth and their closeness demonstrate that they care for us as a person. When we have an intimate relationship in our life, a friendship, a family member, a dating it doesn't have to be just dating. This is anybody that just cares for you. They just care. They you matter to them. They're familiar with your strengths, your weaknesses, the things that are are wacky in your life. They're they're even you know accept you even because of your crazy friends. I didn't I didn't specify y'all. All right, hold on, hold on. Listen, listen. All right, grab a pen. But listen, listen. These people, they know more about our life than anybody else. They know about our hurts, our, our struggles, our, our victories, our, our successes, not, not, not our, just our friends' victories, but like our, our successes in life. Um, man, they're, they're close to us. We can count on them. But like I said, so much of the world, man, just takes this idea of sex and they're like, that's intimacy. And they miss out. Let's focus. They miss out on just having somebody there for them, close to them. All right, I'm going to say it one more time. Just get ready. Sex enjoyed within a marriage is a beautiful illustration of intimacy. Two committed people who are completely naked and unashamed before one another. Go back to that last verse. What does it say? And the man and his wife were both naked and they were not ashamed. Okay. Our culture 
gets this confused, but I want to redefine this word for our heads so that we know, okay? So, so here's an effective way of describing intimacy. It, it, it might be any relationship where we know somebody else fully and where we, we are fully known. To know fully and to be fully known. To fully know, you can write this down, to fully know and to be fully known. That's what intimacy is all about. To just get each other. To fully know and to be fully known. Another way you can define this, this is one of my favorite ways of defining this word. Intimacy means into me, into me you see. I let you see into my heart the darkest and the greatest places in my life. Into me, you see. That's what intimacy means. And this is the definition that we need to get in our head is to fully know and to be fully known. And so when we look at this passage, we can know from the, the beginning of all creation, we were never created to be alone. We were never created to be isolated. We were never created to be lonely. We were created for intimacy. We were crea created for relationships, for community. Another example of, of looking at this is, is looking at God. God is a triune God, a very confusing concept in some ways, but the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's not just God. He's a relational God. He relates to himself as well as us. And if we are the image of God, if we're supposed to reflect who God is, we too ought to be relational. Here's another passage I want to look at. Galatians 2, uh, or verse six, I mean, chapter 6, verse 2 says, Bear one another's burdens. Carry one another's loads. And that fulfills the law of Christ. See, weren't, we weren't created to walk alone. In Jesus, we're not supposed to walk alone. We're supposed to be together. In community. In relation intimacy we all have this need for intimate connections with people again whether it's family friends mentors disciples dating relationships eventually marriage we need that connection it's part of our design and if you or i think oh no i'm the exception i don't belong with anybody nobody ever really wants me like you're just wrong you were created for intimacy and what happens is, you just have to discover who. What happens is, if you don't seek out intimacy and, and, and strong relationships the right way, or if you just reject it with people all together, you're going to seek that, that something to fill that void in your life in very, very bad and destructive ways. You know, if you were here a long time ago at this point through our emotions study, we talked about what happens when you don't take care of your bad emotions, when you don't take care of things like anger, things like hurt, things like fear. When you don't take care of those things, when you don't seek intimacy in your life, good and close friendships, family, uh, relationships with your family, with others, then you're going to try to fill that with things that are just destructive in your in your life and we're going to talk a little bit about that but over the next few weeks this is our topic 
into me you see. Why is that important? Why, how, how do we even achieve that? How can we achieve it with God? You know, um, a lo- some of you filled out this paper a few weeks ago, and, and the rest of you, you still can. Um, and, and I asked you, kind of, what's your next step in your relationship with God? And a lot of you, or some of you responded like, I just want to be close with him again. I just feel like I'm, I'm not connected with him anymore. Or something's, something's just off. It's this intimacy. You're missing out on intimacy with God. Some of you talked about friends, like, man, I just wish we could connect right, or we'd stop fighting about this, or it's intimacy. You're missing intimacy. Or your family, man, I feel like I'm being tugged, or I'm stuck, or or my parents are just, uh, I just can't connect, or my siblings, like, I just, I wish I could connect better with my sibling. It's intimacy. You're missing intimacy. And so we're going to talk about how do you get that? How do you uh, 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 take care of that in your relationships? And here's the goal. Again, to understand what intimacy is, its importance, how to achieve it. And when we do that, we can have better success in feeling loved and accepted by God, loved and, and, and close with our family, loved and, and liked, or, or you feel like you belong with your friendships. But it will also help you in dating. It will also help you in marriage eventually. If you can't figure out intimacy, man, your marriage might end in destruction. Do you want to stand one day in front of your spouse and be fully unashamed and fully known by them? And to fully know them and know that they're unashamed standing before you? Intimacy. So again, these lessons could be extremely helpful for your life, for, man, for where we're at, for living a genuine life. And so before we get started, you have that piece of paper there, and it, it, it gives you the opportunity, you know, to uh, kind of examine your own relationships in your life right now, and to even, like, throw a grade out or something, uh, in between 1 and 10 if you want. And so I'm going to give you a second to do that. But it also there's also a section about questions. About anything that you think of might even possibly relate to this. And even if it doesn't, that's okay. But I want to help answer your questions that you have about intimacy or relationships, friends, dating, family, whatever. I, I might not have all the answers, but I can point you maybe in the right direction. And so you're going to take that paper, fill it out. I know some of you have already started, and that's great. Um, and if you're okay with it, you can give it back to me. I can give you a, a new one with the announcements on the back. Uh, but if not, you can just rip off the questions and just give that to me. Um, but I want to I want to help y'all and encourage y'all. You know, there's been so many moments in my life where I just felt alone, felt stuck, felt like I couldn't connect with anybody, felt Man, like my family was just all against me. Like I didn't fit in with my family anymore. Or or I, I just didn't feel like I was close to God. Man, this word intimacy, when you learn what it is, when you learn how to start practicing it, when you learn how to even think about mastering it, it can really help in all your relationships. You know, me and Stormy, we have an intimate relationship. We We know each other. We get each other. But we're not perfect. We still, to this day, practice it have to be taught how to do it better you know we we have this little uh 
marriage book. It's it's how to stop fighting. No, that's not what it's called, but it has the word fighting in it. I just don't remember what it's called. Um, but it's been so good just to sit down once a week or every month or, you know, sometimes we forget. Um, and just talk about, okay, here's some married people writing this. Here's some advice they have. Here's some things we can think about. How can we better invest in one another today? Because the better we love each other, the better we're going to be able to love Carissa. And the better that we love each other, the better that we're going to be able to love y'all. Because there's not going to be this thing that's driving us apart and distracting us from just fulfilling the law of Christ. Um, Man, bearing one another's burdens. And the more you get God and his love for you, it's going to allow you to grow in your love for everybody else. And for him and for yourself. Intimacy. That's what this is all about. Into me, you see.